0: this is comics coast to coast hey
1: Everybody, this is brian dunaway and you're listening to comics coast to coast episode 339 the gibson twist interview before we talk to gibson we're gonna talk to matthew de of Matt the wad matthew
0: hey there how are How's you doing my
1: fine friend
0: I am fine, but not feathered. Oh, For some reason, I thought the way you said that it kind of sounded like the "Hey, fine feathered friend." Fine. <laughs> fine feathered friend. What is
1: that? That's a that's a weird that's a weird thing. What does that even mean? I don't want to know. I don't want to know what fine feathered friend is. If you want to know, Google it. I'm sure there's a whole breakdown of, of the history of uh, feathered. All right. Also, Joel Duggan not with us tonight. Starcrossed Online. Check him out. Starcrossedonline.com and ForgePublishing.com. But let's get on into the interview. Let's talk to Gibson Twist, who is on the line with us now. Gibson, how are you, sir? I'm
2: doing okay. How are you, Brian?
1: I'm doing fantastic. I like your I like your disposition. It's a beautiful disposition. It's beautiful. Well, that's that's new. That's new. Have you ever heard that one? Somebody ever? does. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, well do welcome to the show, Gibson. And would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do?
2: Uh well my name is Gibson Twist uh and uh I make comics and write some other stuff and uh generally rant about politics on the internet.
1: Oh you do, you do rant about politics on the politics on the internet?
2: That's, oh boy do I. Whew, oh, that oh
0: boy, is You, open. A, whew, that is you a done and an opened a powder keg whew, there. That's a dangerous
1: proposition there. You won't get it here but whoo, man you would <laughs> You brave in this day and age to be talking politics <laughs> online, man. Woo. Good on you. Congratulations. I'm much, I'm much more timid. I can't, I can't do it. I'm, I'm too, much, too nice of a guy, and I have too many people of too many varying backgrounds that just get bent out of shape. But, but anyway, all right, Gibson. Gibson, by the way, I know you've probably heard this a million times. Love your last name. Twist.
2: Ah, uh, thank you. That's so much It's fun. not actually mine.
1: It's not really? So that's, like, so that's like a pseudo name? There's nobody in the world that's actually named Gibson Twist. All right, fine. I figured as much. I had an inkling. But you know what? I, I should <laughs> let you play it. I should, I should keep it. No, there is. <laughs> Gibson Twist. He's on the internet. If you have not seen Gibson's work, you can head on over to picturesofyou.smackjeeves.com. That's not Ask Jeeves. No, no, that's the old way. This is the Smack Jeeves. It's, uh they they mostly do uh comic hosting, right? SmackJeeves.com, is that right?
2: The Smack Smack Jeeves is a is a a, a comic web comic host. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do you can do free comics on there. They have uh, different pay tiers. It's uh, it's a pretty great service. Right. It's really user friendly. Uh, the people who run it uh, are really great. They've always treated me really nicely. Uh, I highly recommend it if you're if you're looking to get into is posting comics on the internet, which, you know, is the best way to start doing comics. Absolutely.
1: Did you know you can still go to AskJeeves.com? I didn't even know that's still redirected to Ask.com. But yeah, while no. I was doing that, I, I can't believe that's still wow. around. Why don't you just go ahead and type I... in AOL while I'm at it, right, Gibson? <laughs> <laughs> I was never on AOL. Yeah, really? Me? I Well, I was i 'm just i 'm embarrassed to say I was actually thinking about it today. The very thing that got Commas coast to coast started in my mind so many years ago was when I did log on to AOL and the first thing I did with my you know the, on the true internet is I went to look for forums with cartoonists because I wanted to talk to other cartoonists and creators, and I did, and I met some amazing people, and from there. We started the show, you know, like in 2005, and it's just been all the way going along, just running right along, Gibson, and all the way down to episode 339, and here we are. So this was the oh. this was the culmination of all those wonderful things, Gibson. Tell us a little bit about pictures of you, the comic.
2: Well, pictures of you is a, a comic that was inspired by uh, my my misspent youth and. uh <laughs> All of the the great times that I had, you know, uh, sex, drugs, rock and roll, yeah, fooling around, getting in trouble. And uh, and then, of course, you know, inevitably, everybody screws everybody over and everybody has hurt feelings and everybody goes their separate ways and never talks to each other again. That's great. And that's how you start the comic.
1: That is fantastic. So it's kind of like River Riverdale, but you're on the ass end of it. So we're kind of well, looking back, right?
2: Yeah, kind of. Right kind of. it's it starts out with the main character Peter kind of lamenting the, you know, the friends that he had, the the best friends that he ever lost, and kind of wondering, you know, what happened and where is everybody now and could we have done things differently? And right. filled with angst and regret, like uh, like a good Gen Xer, right? You know, that's, and yeah, uh, great idea. And then and then you go back to to see how it all played out, how they met, how they, you know, all fell in love, started bands. Moved in together, did drugs, pissed each other off, uh, and then you know all the all the fallout that happens there. I've is... been doing it for uh, just about twelve years now. It's been posting on the internet. Right. We just recently, in the last few months, started the final book.
1: Oh, that's amazing! The final book, so the the story has an ending.
2: The story absolutely has an ending.
1: That's great. I'm I'm so excited that I we went through your archives as we often do. Uh, and I, I got caught up as far as I could, but there is a lot of years there. There's 12 years. I didn't get all the way through. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I,
2: I would have been surprised if you had, it's, oh, yeah. there's quite a lot of pages. So I think, I think we're around
1: 2000 pages now. Nice. But I did, Ouch. I did. The good thing is I didn't skip around. I was just like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the point that I can, so I can kind of understand what's going on. And then I'm going to stop. <laughs> and, uh, right. I've, I've enjoyed myself so far. It is exciting to hear. There's a, uh, there is a, there's a end story because I do like stories that end. I mean
2: Yeah, it was it was always intended to to have an ending. I find that stories that, that go on forever or just kind of meander mm-hmm. until until you you find a convenient place to stop have maybe a little less of a, a connection than than a story that
1: knows where it's going and knows how to get there. I agree one hundred percent. Like the story of The Simpsons. How many more years can we continue to meander along this path?
0: <laughs> I was thinking of that just the other a day, little bit of that. Right. Do you remember growing up, it was like such a huge deal. Oh, did you see The Simpsons, mm. you know, this week? And, you know, he'd talk about it. But like, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it almost doesn't exist anymore, even though it's still on the air. True story. Oh, yeah. The last
2: time I paid any kind of attention to The Simpsons was, I think, the movie. Yes which was, and I hadn't really been watching it a lot for a few years up to that point. So they've, they've actually been, uh, I haven't been paying attention to it longer than I was paying attention to it. It, it just, there's, there's really only
0: so long you can keep something like that going. Right? I mean, it must still have an audience if they're still on the air, but I don't know anyone who watches it. I, I do watch it, but not
1: in the way that you may think. Okay, so just like- oh, Wait, no, 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 back oh, yeah. up. I watch it. I watch The Simpsons and I watch current stuff. And the thing I do is I use AV Club. Uh, it's a website, and they and they you know review TV shows and and, and that sort of thing, other things as well. But the, the, one of the things they do is The Simpsons, and I know from experience that each season there's about two or three episodes that are really worth watching. Everything else is that's just, not shocking. Yeah, I mean, so the rest of us kind of eh and you and you just have to kind of you can pick. So I usually find at least four or five episodes per season that are well done. And I you know, and it makes sense because just like all these other TV shows that are so large, uh there different teams and different directors work on certain episodes and then I've found that mm-hmm. oh, I like this particular team and I like this director and it's it's not the way I used to watch it where I had to watch it every week. It's just a little different experience.
2: Yeah. yeah it's, still, it's still there. Though. I mean I, th- I think all, all shows that that go on for a long time eventually pass the point of you yeah. know diminishing returns. Right, right. You know, X Files had you know a certain number of seasons where it was really good, and then it started getting less interesting. Right. I've been watching ER recently <gasps> uh, what? on uh, on Hulu, yes. and I'm I think in season thirteen of their fifteen or sixteen years, and it, it's it's hit it's hit yeah. bottom.
1: Yeah, yeah. Is it has has our has our uh has the the big boss guy has he gotten his hand chopped off by the helicopter yet has that already happened oh yeah, oh yeah, okay.
2: that happened uh relatively middle i really? think of the
1: series yeah, yeah, I remember that was so huge it's like oh my gosh, he lost his hand What's yeah that and then do? he got killed and then he got killed yeah he got his arm,
2: he got his arm chopped off by a helicopter and then he got killed by a helicopter <sighs> Just, oh, that guy pissed off a helicopter at some he point.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you, ER was totally off the radar after it went off air. I mean, I didn't see anything about it. And so it kind of lived in my mind is this modern and hip you know, drama. And then when they announced a few years back that it was coming to Hulu and they started showing some stuff from older seeds. And I was, I was like, holy Moses, mm-hmm. this, this should have <laughs> remained in my memories.
2: Actually it it held up pretty well. The first Good. few seasons were were deep 90s. Right, right. But uh as it as it went on it got and and surprisingly socially conscious even even by some day standards and some things. Right. Even though it was you know 10 15 years ago that it was you know off the air.
1: Right. So there's plenty of stuff that we can learn. So get, so bring it back around. There's plenty of stuff we can learn from watching TV shows and and Stories that in America, typically are TV series, especially our dramas and sometimes comedies, they never have an overall arc or story that's going Mm -hmm. anywhere. And I do like it. Like I said, I love the fact and I feel like a very natural time frame for most comic stories being told like weekly or daily seems to be somewhere around 10 years. It just seems to be a natural proge- progression maybe because from decade to decade, the, the idea that seemed fantastic during, you know, the nineties now seems like something else. Right. Possibly. So yeah, it's good. I, th-
2: I think it's the co- comics, you know, comics like Bone or, or Sandman, I mm-hmm. think uh, that have, you know, uh, an end point in mind, even if they, they take kind of a meandering, uh, make it up as I go along kind of path to it. Right. When they've got an ending, that they're working towards i i think it shows i think it Absolutely. brings the brings the the story up a little more cuz people you you need to 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 see mm-hmm. the path yes. when you're reading a story uh i mean not that you the the <sighs> comics that that are just kind of winding and and doing whatever aren't aren't good uh you know like calvin and Hobbes didn't have a, a particular narrative in mind or, or how it was going to end but you know one of the greatest comics of all time mm-hmm. uh but i think it's it's a different kind of depth that you get into a, a story right right when okay. when you know there's there's something coming and then the story is building
1: to it right you know what you know who could use uh, one of those garfield he could use a nice <laughs> use a nice finishing finishing arc no i'm kidding i love garfield i grew up on garfield if there's anybody who's a Jim Davis apologist, it's me. I love Garfield, and I would, <laughs> I would like it to exist forever. But I'm not
2: I, sure Jim Davis has anything to do with it anymore.
1: It's funny because I do know some artists and writers who work on at Paul's Inc., and I do kind of know how their little structure is. And, yeah, yeah. Jim Davis is still involved. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so the, the day-to-day stuff usually uh, is not something that you would expect him to do, nor should he because, oh, my gosh. To do that from 1970, we're not, we don't really have the Charles Schultzes anymore, right? We don't have those people that are <laughs> tied to their desk for, you know, 50 years and just, you know, do this small passion project and just keeps on moving. Timeless. Timeless.
2: I think, I think we actually do still have those those folks, right? Uh, we, we never really had that oh, many who, who did it. Right, right. Uh, there's some, I'm sure. Oh, one. well. Uh, I, I don't know that I'm knowledgeable right. enough to, to really slap down names, but, but I'm you're, pretty sure you're,
1: you're right, though, because yes, uh, there's still there's summoning. still uh, there's still comics in the newspapers that I this been like Snuffy Smith. Oh, my gosh. Not the same artist, but the per- current person is doing it. I'm sure he's been doing it for 20, 30 years. Right.
2: Right. And of course, John Cavallic has been doing a uh, door tower for forever. Oh, that guy's a beast. Uh- it's not necessarily his main gig, but he's got enough other gigs that, you know, the time that he spends on it, you know, he's, <laughs> he's got some dedication to that.
1: Oh, he does. But once again, I think, think dork tower it kind of falls outside of that. Kind of like the peanuts did for me. It was kind of like, it falls outside of that usual. I require a story arc. Cause it seems like always like a nice influx of characters in the peanuts. And it just seems different. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm having, just having a darn good time <laughs> talking to Gibson and, uh, I love people who can can write uh, such caring stories uh, and and can explore something a subject that I really have not seen uh, explored because usually when people explore uh, you know this idea of of college lifestyle and you know high school college those years uh, generally they they do it as the present and they're usually yeah. not looking back on you know. Yeah afterwards. So this was, this was, I I like this take. It's it's a great take.
0: It's a very unique uh, take on things. You don't see many web comics like this. I mean, this one is very emotionally real. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not being played for laughs like so many web comics are. It's not fantasy. So it's, it's this kind of realistic uh, portrayal of life that doesn't shy away from the negative. So bravo for making something, pretty unique i think oh
1: you got a bravo from matt that's rare you should take you that. you son of a bitch you should take that you should like you need <laughs> thank to you, thank you very much you need to put that on your website that's not an endorsement generally thrown around around here by matthew so uh, go ahead gibson <laughs> i i may i
2: may blurb that on uh, on my next book
1: <laughs> excellent <laughs> People thing, like, who's this guy? <laughs> right. Another thing, too, is I think your maturity, Gibson, I think that the things you've seen and this this earnest thing that you're delivering, and well, we're just building you up. We're not even letting you talk about it. We're just talking about you like you're <laughs> not even here. But hey, go uh, ahead. But, but I would like to have some feedback on it. But um, I, I like the fact that the thing that I really enjoy in storytelling as I get older especially is the lack of gratuitous sexuality even though sexuality is involved it doesn't have Mm. to be it doesn't have to be gratuitous or in your face because that's not what's natural in the real world right so well i mean it's it's not full of
2: you know no it's it it was important to me actually to uh to have kind of a a a balance and a, a, a realism to to the sex and the sexuality and the nudity that was in there right right and uh and i made it a point that the first nudity that you saw was penis
1: right it's gotta be
2: specifically so people would know this isn't a titty comic,
1: right because <laughs> that happens
2: there are a lot of you're, you're gonna see sex in here but right. it's not a titty comic.
1: you're 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 <laughs> in a, you're on you're reading an adult comic and mm-hmm. it's it deals with adult issues not adult issues from the perspective of a 16 year old right I tried. Right. I tried. I, I hope, tried not I to go. Right. I think you did. I think you did great. And so that that brings me to another topic. I noticed that uh commissions are open. You will draw things for people. <laughs> and yes. i I love those kind of things. And uh, you know, you've got your you've got your heads and your belt up, full body type, you know, usual commissions. Hey, you you want to see yourself drawn in my style in a comic. I got you covered, but the one thing you did do that doesn't always happen is you offer a level for not safer work. Yes, and you know you didn't put a price on it. You just said contact for request and prices. I got to ask: is that priced by you know uh, by number of organs that you ex- you know? Is there like a rule of thumb, or is it just like oh I got to see I got to see this first? News. I mean,
2: basically, right? The, the 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 pricing is based mostly on uh, excuse me <clears throat> on how complex the the drawing is going to be, right? Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not necessarily more concerned with you know drawing a, a wiener or right. or anything than I am with you know drawing a pair of pants, right? Uh, so it's it's really just how many wieners am I drawing? Right?
1: <laughs> I've got a I've got a wiener limit too. That's what to say that too, right? But. It's, it's interesting <laughs> no, because no, no, no. Oh, really, no, no you, oh, if no, you want me to draw a okay. hundred
2: dicks, I'll draw you a hundred dicks. Oh, oh, okay. okay, I was wrong. Pay for the time that I'm drawing those
1: hundred dicks. Right. I, I was speak. I spoke too soon. So yeah, send them on. But I, I find it interesting because generally, uh, it, when somebody wants their 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 you know themselves drawn, they either want something that just resembles them and is cute, or they want a full out flat uh, you know caricature, something that exaggerates. Or minifies certain parts of the features, and I just thought that might be dangerous when you start getting naked and uh, dealing with people's anatomy. I was just curious. Is it? What's been your experience so far with that as an artist? Is is there any wild requests? You don't have to give it full details, but do you notice? Uh,
2: no, no, no wild, wild requests. Uh, the only actually nobody's uh, so far asked me to draw them specifically naked, wow, right? Um, I mean, I, I have uh, drawn people in a state of undress, but not necessarily. You know, unsafe for work, or right. you know, in in any kind of sexual position. Uh, the only the only really NSFW requests I've had so far have been of pictures of you characters. Oh, nice. uh, and and they've all been you know tasteful. Right. Uh, there hasn't even actually been any like penetrative sex. Right, right. Requests. So it's it's been you know fairly tame and fairly respectful.
0: You know, I gotta say that doesn't really surprise me because I would think that uh, the maturity of your level of your comic and your writing being what it is I would expect like it it requires a certain level of maturity from the readers as well I would agree That's a good that point. has been my experience
2: with with my readers yeah they're it. all fairly respectful fairly mature <laughs>
0: there's
2: there's there's the odd you know
0: yeah he's using kinda, fairly so there must be outliers right
2: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean there's there's always you know any kind of audience you're going to get some people who are just you know Absolutely. Maybe a little homophobic, maybe a little misogynist, maybe a little racist. It's all always going to be in there, right? But I've, I think I've been, you know, fairly fairly good about mitigating that or making them feel unwelcome to <laughs> let me know that they are bigots. I uh, they might think it, but they're not going to say it to my face.
1: That's right. Good. That's you want. You have to be. Uh, look. This, this is something I've been working on in my head myself because, I mean, in the last couple of years, I mean, we've gone, Twitter has gone from something uh, that was a place where, uh, for the most part, being a celebrity, pseudo celebrity, any type of uh, public figure was fairly a, a friendly ordeal uh, for the most part. In the last couple right. of years, that, that has turned a little bit and you kind of have to show a little bit of strength. Uh, or, it's true. Yeah.
2: I mean, for, for me, I'm a, you know, a heterosexual white man. So it's been a lot easier mm-hmm. and, and I deal with a lot less of that than people of marginalized groups yeah. who are dealing with it constantly and sometimes frighteningly. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's it's fairly easy to, to just tell people to piss off.
3: Right. <laughs> and,
2: and generally they do because... Yeah. You know, they don't have a whole lot of epithets to throw my way except for, you know, lib whatever. Right. Love it. And, and you know, please take that back.
1: Right. <laughs> you know, I love it. I, I, I'm glad that that uh, I'm glad that you're on the show and I can ask this because a lot of the people we talk to are very, uh, very timid people. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're just creators that are uh, just trying to create art and they're usually very shy. And they just right. want people to see their work. And it's, it's right. good It's good to hear from also people who that have a strong disposition. I knew you had to, if you were, if you were throwing shade on politics on, on the social media, and you had to be a <laughs> person with a strong constitution.
2: Well, I mean, it's, it is, it is like a, a kind of a sticks and stones thing with, with me. And, you know, like being, uh, being a straight white man, it's a little easier for me to, to, to step forward and, and, and and call people out and people who look like me, right? And that's kind of what we need to be doing more of, right? Like people people who are, you know, the 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 top of the privilege chain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. need to start taking a little bit of responsibility for that and taking some more of the heat for that. And it's never as bad for us as it is for other people with a little less privilege.
1: True story. So
2: so you know we we've, we've got that armor. We should be using it. Mm. That's my thought.
1: I like it. I thought you were gonna go. That's that's sensible. Well, it's, thank you. <laughs> that's a sensible well, statement. I think,
0: correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, but I'm getting the sense that Gibson is a little bit, perhaps, more of a writer than yes. an artist in his mindset. Is that is? Would you say that's correct? Oh, absolutely, absolutely,
2: right. I mean, the biggest reason that I've been drawing pictures of you as long as I have is I had a big story that I wanted to tell, and and really nobody else was going to sign on for, you know, twelve or thirteen years of of making somebody else's comic.
1: We are a very competent. You're a very competent artist. It is is, your your style has improved over the years. Uh, Don't don't discount your artistic abilities as well. Oh yeah, that
0: that wasn't a shot at his artistic talent, by the way. But I just got the sense from reading the comic that the there was a lot more kind of passion behind the wording and that's where his real uh passion lay
2: that is true most most of the time that i've been doing pictures of you uh the the drawing elements uh the artistic elements have been meeting a challenge Hmm. to to uh do at least a little bit right by the words that i'm laying down uh you're absolutely true uh or that's absolutely true i am definitely more of a a writer uh in my nature if i never had to draw again i might take that option (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) well i was actually another thought that occurred to me as i was reading the comic was how well suited this would be for a live action like show. would you ever do that oh yeah (laughs) right (laughs) yeah in a second
1: sign me up Netflix Absolutely original I coming, uh, uh, replacing <laughs> replacing. Uh, our, uh, oh, I don't know. Pick a, pick a show that Netflix is canceling right now, and put this right in there. It'll be fantastic. Well, I would
2: rather Netflix brought back the Get Down, and we can do this in uh, Canada. Maybe it's a Showtime
1: original or something. Right. Yeah. Oh, there's so much. Oh, I don't want to get started on Netflix. We'll, we'll get totally it. <laughs> All right. So, Gibson, you, you actually, yeah, we, we did notice your writing is, is fantastic. And you also are working uh, with another uh, artist. You said that you don't want to maybe, you know, draw as much in the future. Uh, mm-hmm. You're working on another uh, project as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that project?
2: Uh I think you're probably talking about Our Time in Eden with uh, artist Ben the steamroller Steves. That's the
1: one
2: uh and uh if uh, a lot of people find the pictures of you as a as a bit of a downer. Uh <laughs> and Our Time in Eden is far downer.
3: Far far more downer. Uh, <laughs> but
2: it it is uh <laughs> it is maybe a a little more uh direct of a story it is it is not nearly as as long in its scope uh it's uh it's about two childhood friends who uh have have been estranged for a while and, and come back into each other's lives and they are both quite damaged and and it explores the nature of their relationship the nature of you know uh childhood and growing up uh and you know kind of the nature of bad ideas and and you know, the paths that our lives take that maybe go in a, a direction we don't really want them to.
1: Right, right. I'm, I really dig that. I, I like everything about this. You're right. It is a little darker. I didn't get as far on this. I read a little bit at the beginning, a little bit at the end. I'm enjoying Ben Steve's uh, work. His also work has, has changed much and matured much since 2008, which is when the the first one that I saw was posted uh, and is mm-hmm. still currently running. So is that is that also as frequent is pictures of uh,
2: you? it is it is not as frequent i mean ben ben is uh, is uh, an amazing artist and it's been an incredible joy working with him but he he also i mean he's not getting paid for this right uh you know it's a labor of love for both of us so he has other gigs that he has to do and you know doesn't doesn't necessarily get to uh to his drawing board as as much as he'd like to work on uh any of the projects that he's going I, I believe right now he's he's also got another comic going called tales of grave danger uh i know for a while he was doing a project with ape uh that i i think got uh, shikhand right uh he's done other things yeah uh, you know has a you know a life and a job and and all that stuff so he, he is not able to to put i think as much time as he would like into it uh we we've actually had because we started uh, our time in eden and pictures of you at around the same time and there's been a running joke that because uh, our time in eden is, is going to be <laughs> around 200 pages i think maybe a little less right. and our time and pictures of you is of course going to be you know a couple thousand and there's right. been a joke that you know, I'm going to finish pictures of you uh, before he <laughs> finishes Art Time Eden, uh, and and that that was a joke that we said for a long time as a joke, but it's it's actually in, in a little bit of danger of coming true. Oh, Just yeah. because you know, I know I know he wants to put the time into it, right. but he doesn't always have the time to put into it. And I think that's, you know, one of the things that I've been pretty fortunate is that, you know, I've been able to to keep up kind of a pace on pictures of you that I've been able to do it mm. as quickly as I have to to have the output. Right. Not many people are able to do that, uh, which is fortunate because I, I didn't really want to be doing this comic for, you know, 30 years. <laughs> I don't I don't have that much in me. In fact, I'm I'm getting real ready for this one to be done. Right. Uh, but uh, but our time in Eden is, you know, uh, uh, based on a novel that I wrote and uh, I brought it to Ben, you know, with with a, a script in place. And, and he picked it up and ran with it and, and turned it into so much more than I uh, had envisioned it. Uh, of, oftentimes when I, when I put credits, especially on the books that we do, uh, I, I, I am also a little uncomfortable. I just put words by Gibson Twist and Pictures by Ben Steves. Because in a lot of ways, he has, he has written uh, a fair amount of the story. Hmm. Uh, his, his input has changed the comic. Uh, and And really just been a, a wonderful collaborative relationship between us
1: okay.
2: uh, which which i I love and and what i 'm looking forward to is on our next project together being able to build it from the ground up right right well, which I feel learned? is it is the best way to to make comics with somebody else is to build it from the ground up everybody 's thoughts are into it. Everybody's, you know, mixing their talents around and and sharing ideas and, right. and, and just creating something organically uh, of, a, of a group mind. Right.
1: So that uh, sounds like a great. It sounds like you've learned a lot in your last 12 years, both working independently and uh, collaboratively. Is there uh, anything that surprised you along the way that you would have never guessed that you learned? And it's like, oh, well, next time I do the next comic
2: uh there there there's a lot uh uh, i'm not even sure i'd be able to to really articulate just a just a small handful of them but uh i i know in particular uh doing doing pictures of you if i had it to start over again uh there are a lot of things that i would do differently uh you know i would have a, a more representative cast uh for one uh i would learn how to draw Clothes a little better, uh, <laughs> right? Uh, I, I guess a, a a thing that I've learned too is is I've, I've done a lot of things accidentally right, right, and and it's it's been nice to to be able to look back on on the things that I did ten years ago before I did anything and, and be able to look at not only the mistakes but the successes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, that's a good thing for anybody starting out to kind of keep in mind is you are going to do things wrong, right? but you are also going to do things right. And you have to, you know, be able to fit both of those into uh, what you do and and how you learn from things. Uh, But the biggest thing that I've learned is, is really just to shut up sometimes uh, and, and listen to what other people are saying. Uh, there's there's especially doing web comics and being on the internet there is no end of uh you know feedback and comments and trolling and and all of this and a real skill has been to be able to take it all in and then process what is bullshit right and then you are left with things that can help you uh you know some some people don't take any criticism some people take all of the criticism some people, you know, hear criticism and respond with, you know, outrage and indignance. And uh, I have learned, if nothing else, don't respond. Right. You don't have to.
1: You don't have to. There is no it, mandate, and I think we have that problem with social media. We feel like we. I have think. To I it. think
2: a lot of people have that problem with social media. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of people don't, but
1: right. you never that's, hear from. It. That's right. You would never know because I never say anything. Yeah. Say something. No, well, i uh, think it's uh just
0: maybe it's a it's
2: a dark problem. matter of of the internet right what
0: well, was that matt well i was gonna say i think it's just a, a common human prog- uh,
1: common problem uh
0: problem mm-hmm. you know everyone Agreed. Agreed. wants to get the last word right i know what Agreed.
1: you mean i know what you mean yeah i know what you mean just <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah uh i've
1: i've been thinking a lot about that myself i, I think as you get uh, is is the the more experience you accumulate in this world, aka getting older, uh, I think you uh, you realize that very few people say what they mean, uh, and you have to you have to sometimes see beyond uh, you know their their many different ways that they present themselves. and you have to see beyond it and and see what the spirit of uh, what they're saying is. and it is it takes that listening, like you said, it takes listening, it takes stopping. Uh, and thinking, and sometimes there's nothing to say because sometimes the only thing that person wants, aka the troll, is for you to respond. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, you you have even sometimes to... when
2: people are even sometimes when people are very well-meaning and, and they 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 truly want you to know something, right? Still, all they want is to be listened to, right? Beautiful. And uh, yeah, and I think I think a lot of times people are you know, creators are, are just a little too sensitive to the idea that they're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. They just want to be doing it right. They don't necessarily want to be learning. Right. They don't necessarily want to be taught or to do better. They want to already be good. Right. And I think, I think everybody has to be open to the idea that you're, you're not done yet, mm. no matter where you are. Uh, I, I like to think that every, every comic that I do is practice for doing the next one a little better.
1: Right.
2: Love it. So, so having, having that kind of... And, and I, I do get better. You know, the, the, the art has improved greatly. My writing has improved greatly. My, you know, collaboration with Ben has, uh, you know, taught me to listen a lot. My collaborations with uh, my spouse, Rory, have also taught me, you know, how to stop and listen and, and pay attention to what other people are, are giving me. That's, so that's a, a really great skill to
1: develop. It really is. Uh speaking of Rory, uh, I was wanting to talk about uh your website that you guys have uh together and it's a it's a studio. Uh you want to tell us a little bit about uh Giant Kitten Head, uh, if you don't mind.
2: Well, Giant Kitten Head is is kind of just a a place for, for Rory and I to uh to put our our material. It's it's mostly at this point hers because all of my time is spent on on pictures of you which already has a website uh but we've also got our store on there uh and it's just giantkittenhead.com uh but it started uh out of uh it's it's named after our cat's head (laughs) which our cat has a gigantic noggin right and it's still somehow proportioned so that he looks a little like a kitten nice and and rory used to tease him that he had had a giant kitten head and uh we used to used to do our work and i i still do publish under uh live nude comics right which is you know was a cheeky name that we thought of once upon a time and didn't realize how many looks we'd get at the bank
1: right a little a little tougher sale yeah uh, in polite society Right. And
2: uh, and we we started to you know the more we talked about doing things together the more we talked about you know maybe wanting to to appeal to to young women and to provide you know more material for for young women to be you know aspirational and entertained and maybe get them making comics uh, and and live nude stopped being really appropriate for right, right. that audience uh, so so we came up with giant kitten head. And uh, we're still working on a logo. Rory's got a an adorable uh, logo that she drew, and I'm trying to get her to, you know, uh, turn turn this little sketch that she did into a logo for the site. But right. she also, you know, is very busy.
1: I love this. I love the fact that it's. it's so she's an illustrator and cartoonist as well. Correct.
2: Yes, and uh, uh, she started. I think her first. Uh actually I don't I don't want to talk too much about uh, what Rory's doing you should you should interview yes, her.
1: I agree. So we're going to put a <laughs> pin in that right there to get that giant kitten head logo up but do a uh, listener giantkittenhead.com is a great place to go to see what uh, what Gibson and Rory are doing And also we talked about it We talked about Ben Steves In uh, Our Time in Eden I don't know if I mentioned the website name But once again we're on Smack Jeeves This time it's com. Check that out as well One more thing before we uh, Because I want to get I, Maybe we should Does Rory tell the, the wedding story better Or is it you? Who's, who's the better uh, teller of tales? Uh
2: it's we'd we'd probably tell it differently but uh i think i have maybe maybe the the ability to spin the words a little uh a little different <laughs> well, uh,
1: I, I would love to hear about your wedding cuz this this piqued my interest when i saw it in your bio
2: well i mean the 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 wedding when we decided to get married uh this probably comes as no surprise but i'm a bit of a non-traditionalist what? and uh i didn't want to to First of all, I didn't want to spend fifty thousand dollars on a wedding Mm. because we didn't have fifty thousand dollars. You know, so many couples think that, you know, you're not really married if you don't go into debt for for the wedding and then you start your 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 married life off in debt Mm. and and then then you get divorced because of money issues. Absolutely. Uh, so
1: and kids don't forget the kids. Oh, go ahead.
2: (laughs) So so we decided that you know what we wanted to do was to have a wedding that was good for us and and one that we would enjoy rather than uh, the, the the pageantry that maybe everybody expected right and and we decided to do it you know fairly low key because we're fairly low key people and we just wanted to have a nice day that was good for us that we could remember and would be different and so we thought, well, where would we want to have a ceremony because we can't really just do it in the you know in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we thought, let's do it at a comic shop.
1: What? Uh,
2: so, so we called up the, the local comic shop and, and, and we were planning on getting married, uh, on May 1st, which is, right. you know, May day.
1: Right. May day. Right.
2: Uh, and when we called the comic shop, we found out it was also free comic book I was day.
1: about to say that's free comic book day. You said perfect. You said perfect.
2: <laughs> we did. did you really? We did. And we had it, we had it at, uh, uh, at a local comic shop called star clipper. Uh, right which has which has since been sold oh uh, is no longer the same owners um and uh the the location where we got uh got married is actually uh something else now i think it's a clothing store of some kind right uh so so you know the actual physical location is is lost to us but uh we showed up and and uh the owner had had made one of the do you, you do you remember the the Spider Man wedding issue with oh, the big giant spider head heart? Of course, love that. Well, she she had made one of those and hung it up on the wall Aww. for us. Even though we're not big superhero fans, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. Right.
1: Uh, that is one of the most iconic marriage scene things from the comics. So that's pretty freaking awesome.
2: It was it was pretty cool. Right. Uh, so yeah, and and you know we just decided what we what we wanted wasn't traditional what we wanted was what we wanted so Mm -hmm. you know we didn't do anything instead of something else we said you know bare bones what do we want so then we made a comic to hand out at the at the ceremony
1: that is so sick uh, i love it (laughs)
2: it's it's pretty great we still have some (laughs) and uh we were actually putting them together on the morning of our uh of our, our wedding Man, to see so that, that's that's what we did before, before we got married. We were making comments
1: that that to me is a, is a dream of a wedding it's pretty, that, that it, is pretty freaking awesome.
2: I mean, everybody who was there will remember it for the rest of their lives. We had right. a day that was you know absolutely great. Uh, instead of you know, we didn't have a reception, we went on a pub crawl nice. afterwards, yes. Uh, you know, so it was great. So, I, I guess you know, advice to kids out there. Don't get married till you're 30, for one. Right, uh, and make the day about you, not about anybody else. Don't right. fall for all the pageantry.
1: Oh my gosh, so true. Everyone, everyone is fed, especially in the U.S. Can't speak for other countries, but we're all fed. It's the same in Canada. Yeah, we're all fed. You know, it's got to be, it's got to be the princess moment. It's got to be this, this, and this, and it's expectations. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of family yep. turmoil, and I'm not gonna poo-poo it. If that's what you want. That's what you want. I'm not going to sure. judge you. I'm just saying that there's a lot of pressure out there and you don't have to, you don't have to come to it if you don't want
2: that. And a lot of it is manufactured. Yes. Like the idea of what a wedding is, is, is kind of manufactured by the people who are selling you the things that you need for that wedding. Right. Right. Ugh. So, you know, make, make sure the things that you, you want, if you want the pageant,
1: have the pageant. That's right. But so be aware. Be aware. There's price to pay. This and is not the way it has to be. It's very expensive. If you've ever been one of those little fair things, you know how expensive it is. It's outrageous. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So we're near the end of the show. Uh, I want to ask you just real quick uh, because I'm curious about uh, what medium you use to create your art. Are you doing this on a Wacom tablet? What you got? What, do you, what are you doing it with?
2: Well, I'm I'm using kind of a uh, uh, an obscure thing called uh, paper.
1: Oh, what? This is paper.
2: <laughs> I, I do it on on uh, the, the the line art. I do uh, pen and ink. Right. Uh, I use uh, lately. I've been using uh, just a, a technical drawing pen. One of the disposables. Le pen drawing no. specifically. Le pen drawing. They're white, <laughs>
1: uh, and the, I like them the pen, quite a bit. Right.
2: Yep. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, and uh, and I. You know, I draw it on paper, and then I scan it in, and the color and the letters I do digitally, right? Because uh, it's very difficult mm. to to do those traditionally. But yeah, the 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 black and white line art I do I do on uh, you know paper great. with ink, and I use blue pencil so I don't have to erase it.
1: It's perfect. I love it. I was hoping you would say something like that. It's hard <laughs> to tell, but it looks really yeah. good. Good job uh also is there any type of uh is there any type of writing ritual do you have all this stuff already written down do you in notebooks have you are you just kind of oh yeah i i write in full script well nice. maybe not full script but enough full enough right
2: because uh, yeah, i write in uh in entire 200 page arcs right, uh, right so i need to keep it all you know fairly straight mm-hmm. and when i'm you know when i'm going back to to draw something a year after i've drawn it i like to you know, have it at least a little bit detailed as to
1: do what I, what I had envisioned. Right. Although I usually will edit while I'm drawing. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Wow. So you don't get a moleskin and get all fancy and stuff. I find that hard to believe that you don't do that Gibson.
2: Uh, No, I don't, I don't have the moleskin. I've actually never used a moleskin. I used to, I used to write in, in notebooks, but yeah. you know, now I use a laptop. Yes. Uh, Eventually, I had to join at least the latter twentieth century. Right,
1: had to get with it because copy paste is really important.
2: Yeah. right. It is. it is. Also, bolding things is bolding. fun.
1: Oh yeah. So, are you using a Notepad to write your stories or something fancy?
2: Uh, I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll use a Notepad, but it's right. you know, it's uh, I just use open source. Yeah. Uh, open Office. There you go is you know it's pretty good uh the the graphics program that i use for doing the the coloring and digital manipulation is called gimp
3: it's
1: uh
2: you know free open source software
1: and i've done the entire series so far on it you're amazing i love you i have uh i'm 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 a dual person i have a, 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 a tough time balance in between my logical mind and my creative mind. And I, I also love exploring, uh, yeah. the fringe of things. I love open source stuff because it's always, it's outside the norm usually. And I, it is also free and yeah. I, I love doing all that stuff, but I also have other things too. I also, you know, plump down the money for, uh, Photoshop and everything, but I like tasting everything. I like, mm, what's that? Well, I'll try some of that too. That's delicious. Mm. <laughs> but that's me. But that's me. So I, I, I love yep. what you're doing, Gibson. It's, it's fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, Use oh, this. Oh, thanks time, for having me. Absolutely. Use this time to show. We usually ask, you know, do you have somebody to recommend? But I think you've already recommended somebody. I think Rory, and I think going to giantkittenhead.com and checking out Rory's work, and and I, I think that's I think it's vital. I think it's important. I think you need to do that and we would love I, if Rory ever had chance uh, to sit down and talk with us to have her on the show.
2: I actually, I actually have uh, I, I made out a list cause I knew this question was oh, coming. Yeah, well, do it. If you've got stuff, some other people, Ooh, if you got stuff, uh, give it. These are, these are some friends who, who are also all webcomicers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is uh, Maritza Campos, uh, who has been doing college roomies from hell since I think oh, yeah. 1999 yes. around there. Uh, she's been, you know, she, one of the first people doing web comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's great. She's a good friend. Uh, she, she also writes a comic called power nap, oh. which is yep. gorgeously illustrated by uh, another, another artist whose name I'm going to mispronounce, but I think it's Bachan, Okay. B-A-C-H-A-N. A-C-H-A-N. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Maritza is, is great. Um, there's also August and Corey Brown uh, who are, uh, a couple of dads who do, uh, they're a dad couple who does a comic called The End. Oh, yes. And you can find that at theendcomic.com. Uh, and then there's Dershing Helmer, who is uh, a wonderful artist. Uh, she does, or she did a comic called The Meek. Now she's doing a comic called Marin Turnham, I believe is, is the name, if I'm pronouncing that correctly i may be mispronouncing all of this by that's the way. okay i am typing uh,
1: i am googling my butt off right now
2: <laughs> and uh and uh friend tony breed uh who does a comic called mother's beat
1: i think i've seen some i've seen some of these so but this is this is like this is a nice little collection of things and i may have to get you to uh send me an email with some of those things as well so we can catch up on that we'll do that is some great recommendations I can't wait to. They're all that.
2: great fun comics. They're all fairly different.
1: Yes. Good, good, good pick. And I, I want to say I'm sorry to Matthew Char because he usually asks that question and I kind of still. No, it. not at all. I felt like he he kinda answered right. it earlier, too. Yeah, it was organic. And now I'm making it not organic by talking about it. What am I doing? <laughs> all right. So thank you so much, Gibson. You're, it was a true pleasure talking to you. Uh, really well thank
2: you very much it was, a, it was a pleasure being on the show
1: and thank you rory for allowing us the time to spend with you i know that you uh you guys are probably going to enjoy each other a little later and not to uh, deal with podcast stuff you can go have <laughs> some have some real experiences in life all right so that's it that's all i can think of one, uh, one last time gibson where can people find you on the internet i don't think we mentioned your twitter account can you tell people where they can follow you socially uh
2: well, my Twitter, I am at Gibson Twist. Uh, on Instagram, I am at Twist Gibson for oh, some reason. Nice. Uh, you, can, you can find pictures of you at picturesofyoucomic.com. Uh, our Time in Eden is uh, at uh, ourtimeineeden.smackjeeves.com. Uh, and you can find any, any other kind of information uh, about upcoming stuff uh, on our website, giantkittenhead.com.
1: Excellent. Oh, thank you so much. I also want to thank Matthew Sharp for being with with us here tonight. Thank you, Matt.
0: No problem, sir.
1: Excellent. We did it. We made a show, so we're out of here. I want to thank the listener, uh, but before I thank you, uh, you can head over to ComicsCoastToCoast.com and see our other uh, 338 episodes of interviews with uh, fantastic artists and content creators Uh, Also, if you would like to support the show, head on to Comics Coast to Coast. No, head over to patreon.com forward slash comics C2C and show us a little of your loving. We appreciate that. And uh, you can follow me at the Brian Dunaway. Joel Duggan is uh, Stark. Is it Joel Duggan, Matt? I always forget. Is it Joel Duggan, I think, on Twitter?
0: Yeah, everything with him is just his name. I'm always jealous of him. Do it. Do it. Do it. He's Canadian. Follow him. All right, that's
1: it. Right here. We'll see you guys next week.
0: Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.
1: Uh, this is Brian, blah, blah, blah. My levels look a little low. Let me crank those up for myself, just a little bit, just a little bit. All right, and uh, Gibson, give us a little something real quick. Just, uh, hi, how are you, that kind of thing?
2: Hi, how are you? My name is Gibson Twist, and I've never killed anyone.
1: Oh, yeah. and now I have it on
2: my recording. We'll see.